0: to the mulberry lane show brought to you by elisa ilana jewelry now here's mulberry lane
1: thanks for sticking around for your music fix here on the mulberry lane show right now we're talking with pop funk artist kimbra you remember her from her duet with godier someone that i used to know grammy award-winning hit now she's back with a brand new album called the golden echo we're chatting with her about the intensely creative process that went into creating this album From the sound of the record, it sounded like everybody was just gung-ho, just really fun to do, and you just tried all things. Was that your experience?
0: absolutely right. Yeah, it really was like a playground. That's the best way I can think of explaining it, is I went in every day, and I felt like a kid, you know, with Sandcastles, just (laughs) getting my hands dirty and just building things, you know? And if something felt good, then you rolled with it, and you never censored yourself, you know? And Costi was the producer? Rich Costi, that's correct, Yeah. Yeah. And he's made some incredible records. He produced for bands like Muse and Interpol. He mixed a lot of the Mars Walter records, so he has a lot of experience with huge wall of sound. Album, you know, he would bring a weight to the arrangers. That's the best way I can put it, is, you know, I would bring along some of these demos with very lo-fi elements. And he would, you know, help me to achieve a massive drum sound with a live drummer And then kind of just glitching up a lot of the sounds and making them feel panoramic, you know Because they happen all around your head Mm -hmm. when you're listening on headphones
1: Oh, that's such fun hearing it that way
2: Vocally, I can hear a lot of different influences, including Prince and Michael Jackson So I wanted to know, have you been equally influenced by male and female singers? Or would you say one is more heavy influence than the other?
0: My influences are male, I guess I don't know, there's I feel like, obviously, it's more natural for a male to have an aggressive voice, you know? I yeah, think of people yeah. like Chris Cornell or Trent Reznor. I mean, they have a heaviness to their voice, but they can also go very soft into their falsetto. Uh-huh. And I think sometimes males explore that more, and I feel strongly that, you know, females, you know, I, I love when they do that, when they get to embrace their masculine side of singers, and mm-hmm. I kind of wish it was done more, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. I know that that was the beauty of Bjork when I first heard her, or even uh-huh. Chunya. You know, I'm like, I love how they embrace The primal side of their voice So, yeah, I mean I don't think there's any real, you know Necessarily a reason for that It's just that they happen to be the vocalists That maybe are a little bit more adventurous with their voice
2: I could pick that up in your voice Yeah Now, I
1: would be interested How do you classify your music?
0: Um, I think, you know Prog pop makes sense to me When people call it that Or experimental pop Because there's an approach to the music That perhaps isn't necessarily formulaic in the way I go about arranging the songs, right. but hidden amongst all, all that, there is, there is a structure that comes out of pop music, you know, and there's mm-hmm. uh, kind of there's hooks and there's catchy melodies. So, um, but yeah, I understand that idea of progressive music, you know, mm-hmm. is something that's kind of pushing maybe the norms of that genre.
1: You've got it locked here on the Mulberry Lane Show in the middle of our chat with singer, songwriter, programmer and Grammy Award winning artist, Kimbra. We're talking about her latest album, The Golden Echo. Now, not being formulaic, did you get any pushback from the record company saying, well, you know, this isn't a strict verse, chorus, verse, chorus song?
0: Um, I mean, I was very lucky in the making of this record. I was given a lot of freedom to really you know, explore a lot of the ideas that were on my mind. And, yeah, I think there's always going to be that moment where a label, you know, wants to hear a song that has an instant appeal. But I think they were really united with me in the sense that that we wanted to make a timeless album, something that you put on, like, years and years later. And perhaps it took time to kind of register Mm -hmm. as a pop song. You know, it wasn't necessarily... Totally immediate. But, you know, I I think the truth is no one really knows that stuff uh, fully. You know, it's like I never thought that the Goatia song would be what it was. I didn't hear that and think an instant hit, you know. (laughs) So it's a very subjective thing to to know what that moment is.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's a good thing to understand. You have a song that John Legend co-wrote.
0: That's right, yeah. No, originally that was written as a song that he was going to use on his album. Okay. So we, we wrote it, and we, we weren't sure if, you know, who would end up taking the song, and he recorded it for his record, but it didn't end up making it on. Um, so that's when I thought about you know putting it on my album, and I changed a lot of the production, but it uh, essentially was the same song that we did together. And yeah, I mean, that was an amazing experience, working with a writer that's so mature and kind of like refined in his craft.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how would you describe that co-write session with him?
0: It was um, very spur of the moment. You know, we went on a whim and kind of like if we had an idea, we just rolled with it. It was very... I often take a lot of time to meditate on lyrics before I finish them, whereas the process with him and the producer Dave Tozer was like, we really stayed in the moment and tried to get the song done by the end of the session, which was a new way of working for me. Uh-huh. But I, I quite enjoyed it, you know. It, it was out of my comfort zone, but by the end of it, I was really impressed with what we Got out of that
1: I have a feeling You like being out Of your comfort zone
0: (laughs) Well I mean That's how you stay growing Isn't it I mean (laughs) Yeah It's definitely A a bit of an addiction For me to to get in that place
1: Yeah That's Uh cool So now what's next For you Kimbra
0: We have an American tour Coming up So I'm super excited To get on the road These songs are going to Be really explosive live They'll be fun
1: To do live I bet Yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah That's right. So we start touring in October and it goes through November. And of course, then back to Australia and New Zealand as well to give some love back home. And yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. Okay, <laughs> cool.
2: And before we let you go, we want to know so far what's your career highlight?
0: Man, that is tough. You know, it was a really special moment for me um, playing in Brazil. It's a festival called Rock and Rio. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a trip. We got to work with Olodum, who are an amazing 12-piece percussion group from Bahia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, I, just, I remember looking out and seeing about 20,000 people in that crowd, and, yeah. and they did a Michael Jackson cover, actually, called uh, They Don't Care About Us. And it was a very, almost, you know, spiritual experience uh-huh. performing there for those people.
1: Neat Okay Okay. Well Kimbra we want to thank you so much for joining us And sharing about your career so far We expect great things from you Thanks so much guys
2: Progressive pop artist Kimbra Joining us today here on the Mulberry Lane Show Straight ahead we have Actor Rachel Hendricks Now she stars in a new film about Surfing the perfect wave Here's a song by Kimbra Miracle to take you to break